What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 101. Today with my guest, Green Knuckle Material, from the great state of New Jersey, up the turnpike here. They're uh, more or less in the reggae rock genre. Uh, I talked to Dan and Dan before this interview a little while back. Uh, um, the episode's definitely been sitting on my hard drive uh, a little bit too long. I talked to them sometime around Halloween, so hopefully Christmas isn't too crazy late, dudes. Uh, my bad on that, but... Got a little bit going on. Um, their song Memories is featured on this episode. So if you like it, definitely go check it out on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Um, but yeah, we had a fun all-around conversation about all sorts of random stuff. So whether you're friends or fans of theirs, hopefully you get a kick out of it. Um, in general, though, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local bands, and local art, all that stuff. We uh, we all definitely appreciate it out there, and uh, hopefully you yourself are doing all right yourself, gearing up for a good Christmas, maybe good New Year's, all that stuff. Uh, who knows? Feel free to uh, subscribe to the podcast or to Green Knuckle Material wherever you listen. But yeah, other than that, uh, this podcast is now partially brought to you by the Music Video Accelerator course, which teaches you how to make some really killer music videos on your iPhone, as well as regular camera gear. So you can check out musicvideoaccelerator.com if you're interested. But uh, yeah, we uh, won't waste any more time here. We'll get to the interview. What's up, dudes? Um, my name's Brett. I'm currently running what I call the uh, the part-time rock star podcast. So nice, yeah. We for jumping on. I saw you. I saw my friend Dave was just on, and then he was like, "Oh, give this a follow." And then I followed you, and you were like, "Come on the podcast." Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I always uh, drop people a line just uh, in case they want to come on and talk about whatever. Yeah, well, we're, like I told you, we're just dropping an EP next week, so it was a good so, time to come on. Perfect timing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, sometimes, you know, when you talk to people, they don't have something coming out for like the next year, then obviously that's a, a little bit of a bummer, but uh, no, <laughs> that uh, that works. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, I don't uh, quite know your, your guys' names yet, so. It's real easy. My name's Dan. You're Dan. And, uh, Dan. Dan and Dan? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of you doesn't go by Dan too, right? I'm, no, I'm, we just... <laughs> I'm just messing with you, but... <laughs> just, um, I, I go, go by, by Young Dan. Young Dan. I go by D-String. D-String. So you play guitar? Bass. Okay, close enough. It, yeah. It's still a guitar, I think. Right? Yeah, we, it is. It's a bass guitar. Yeah, Guitarists play. won't admit that, but... I don't know. Uh, guitarists have their own problems, I suppose. A lot a, of problems guitarists have. 
There, there's a video I could send you about. It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous video for bass players, <laughs> and they all meet up and just talk about how they're on. It's like the underappreciated bass player uh, <laughs> group. It's pretty funny. I mean, even if you don't play bass, so I'll have to text that to you. That is um, funny. Dan's bass gets a ton of appreciation, though. Yeah, not his playing, no. just his bass, his actual guitar. I have a a 1970 Rickenbacker. And pe- people are like, "Oh my God, your bass is so nice." I'm it like, plays so well. I'm like, not nothing about the tone, the the parts. Oh, that they don't care about that, man. It's all about the grooves. They don't. They didn't say no. They only care about the way the bass looks. Yeah, it just looks badass. Or how you look. I, yeah. I know. I know. I was in one band in particular, and uh, <laughs> ladies always loved this one particular dude because he looked like a young. Zach, not Zach Efron, but another famous Zach, I think. He just looked like a child, and uh, they they'd go oh, after nice. him because he was definitely well into his twenties, but he looked no no fresh fresher out of high school, basically. Yeah, that's basically was, Dan. It's mostly yeah. like middle aged women that really just love him. Yeah, yeah, like so, thirty five and up. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> you fit that market, then uh, you get it. Like it's weird, but it happens. So um, that's basically our market. <laughs> yeah, is that what the is that what reggae rock is now? It's going after the thirty five year olds and up. I mean, I'm not blaming you no, at all. We... Like, I I don't know. Well, we're definitely starting to get more of a younger demographic with our you know our sounds been changing and stuff. Yeah. To kind of tailor towards that, but even just if we play like cover sets or like if band plays a solo set, it's just like yeah. They, that age group really loves him. Well, I feel like I say it at least 75% of the podcasts, but reggae rock is like the dominant force around here on the East Coast, especially Maryland, Jersey. I mean, go south, go north. It, it seems to only be growing. So uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are no strangers to uh, the building momentum here. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny because like we kind of like don't picture ourselves falling into that category at all, but it kind of just like we we play with a lot of those bands like we play with Ballyhoo, yeah. Papadelic, obviously Dave P Funk North like they're they're just a local yeah. band so that's like one reason to play with them, but it's just it's it's a demographic that we work well in I guess because we yeah. have a sax. And I think the having the horn is really what puts us, like that's what oh, yeah. people really enjoy Always from that demographic. Yeah, puts you over the and top that, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. How do you, you feel about that? that thing? I mean, it kind of gives that ska vibe, and people associate ska with reggae. Um, so that's that's probably what. It's also, we do like very minimal upchucking. So okay, like an, an occasional upchuck. Yeah, the occasional yeah. upchuck. <laughs> I guess if Which? I can, if I can oversimplify reggae rock bands, it's like one. The first level is just a dude with a guitar, acoustic guitar, usually. And then the next level is dude with an acoustic guitar and a bongo player. The third level, of course, is like some form of full band, and then the highest level of reggae rock band is the horn section, and I, all of a sudden everybody gets stoked. So, um, yeah, think- we get we get standing ovation during like his sound check. <laughs> yeah. he sound effects in the whole room goes nuts yeah. we played uh we played at starland ballroom like a 200 2000 cap room it was like 
maybe yeah. about fifteen hundred people there. We opened for Badfish, nice. and we were we were behind the curtain, and we were just sound checking. And he sound checked the sax, and yeah. people went crazy. We got a got, awesome. got got a standing right. ovation just from the sound check of the sax. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. It's the way you gotta do it. You gotta play the cards you're dealt too. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, funny because we we just uh, you know you know the band Sideways. I actually don't. I know the movie Sideways, but that okay. So <laughs> they're they're pretty pretty. They're up and coming in like the reggae rock scene. Like they just they started mm. getting on Spotify playlists and uh, nice. they've done song they've done songs with Ballyhoo Pepper. So yeah. we just featured Dustin, their singer, on one of our our last single actually, and or maybe two singles ago it was actually that's what's and it it's like a hard rock song, <laughs> like it's yeah. not a a reggae song at all. It's it's a hard. We do mostly, I would say, hard rock. No, I mean, I, I might be, I might be being a little coy right now. Like I love reggae rock. I'm not uh, trying to sass you guys or anything like. No, that. no, no. Um, I'm not saying it's saying you're because it's funny that like we always fall into that category and we do really yeah. well in the scene, but we really just are playing hard rock. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of talking with occasional upchucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was kind of talking to Dave from P Funk and and everybody else within the within the movement, shall we say? And everybody puts their own flavor on it. I mean, whether you want yeah. to or not, you're going to come from like a little more punk rock or a little bit more even metal. I mean, I don't know. You're going to have some more arpe- arpeggios in there or something, or the drummer's going to be going haywire. So yeah. everybody, I, I feel like, puts their own spin on it. I love the stuff that P Funk does too. They're like so good. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. They're they're a band that we like a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen them play in a while though. Are you guys from the same general geographical area? I think they're from like Plainfield. North Plainfield is uh like Central Jersey, right, Dan? I think they're like uh, Central Jersey. We're like North. Yeah, I mean we're pretty pretty much in the same. Yeah, Jersey general area. With, not, yeah, we're all. So. Yeah, you're not in Massachusetts. It's not. Or something. It's yeah. not a very big state. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. funny enough, man, as much as people uh, make fun of Jersey, it is crazy how many good bands come out of Jersey. It's, you know, it's like endless. Oh, yeah. I think it's because it's the, such large population density and just such a shitty life that you live here. It yeah. just creates really unique people. Angst. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Springsteen's from Jersey, so. My dad, uh, you guys my dad, right? yeah, my dad used to work out with him. So nice. like when, when my, my dad was in a band called baby blue and when they were coming up, Springsteen was also coming up yeah. and, uh, and they actually, when Bon Jovi was started coming up, Bon Jovi used to go see my dad's band and actually asked uh, him if his band can open up for them. So like wow. Bon Jovi opened up for them on his equipment so now my dad hates Bon Jovi because the guy yeah. never did anything for him after that. Uh, <laughs> he he used to work out at the same gym as Bruce, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, we'd we'd lift together. We he would just keep talking about Greek mythology." Yeah, well, uh, I mean, your dad also could have sung more songs about turnpikes and shit. You know, really yeah. got the people fired up. So uh, we sing about turnpike music. Yeah, man. Uh, we did a we did a music video where we filmed my drummer in the back of a pickup truck on the the parkway, the Garden State Parkway. There you go. Springsteen would have appreciated that. Yeah, I gotta send it to him. 
<laughs> Ours kid. Who knows? Yeah, I got to get that in Bruce's hands. At, at this point, all, all the, the greats have kids that are all out touring and, you know, doing some kind of stuff at this point. So yeah. I saw Wolfgang the other day, uh, Van Halen's kid. That was kind of that's kind of wild. But I know we was, have. A, what are you saying, ahead. Dan? I said, "How was it?" Oh, I mean, Guns N' Roses was awesome because Slash was playing. But uh, I don't know. I'll be honest. Like you know, Wolfgang, I root for him, but I don't know. I don't feel like he's quite quite there yet. Wasn't um, quite hitting. I mean, he's got a a really wonderful song about his dad. Um, I think he's still kind of reaching, trying to find his way a little bit musically. Yeah. And uh, Axel's completely lost his voice, by the way. If you're thinking about seeing Guns N' Roses, but um, Slash can still rip. So that that's actually <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. That's why I was there. I, I, I like playing guitar, so I don't know. Just, I I feel like a lot of those like famous musicians' children, like while they probably have the talent. And ability, they're, they're lacking, like, the life experience of, like, yeah. living living a real life that's not... Like, the life you live when you're wealthy is just... Yeah. It's no, not it's not relatable to anybody. Right. It's like the challenges you have is like, damn, my dad forgot to move my trust fund from yeah. <laughs> this foundation to another. And it's like... All right. I got the trust fund blues. Hey, I'm sure... I've met kids who have the trust fund blues, trust yeah. me. Yeah. It's not relatable to the rest of us. It's not something they can relate to. <laughs> it's something that we make fun of them for. Yeah, can't can't relate. Sorry. But um, then they make fun of us for being poor. So, so That's the right. way the the world goes around, I guess. But yeah, I don't know if it always helps musicianship. Probably not. It gets you in front so. of people, which is nice. But, yeah. Um, anyway, on that note, maybe. On a more relatable note, you guys are getting in front of people. You know, getting in front of fifteen hundred people with Badfish sounds pretty sweet. Um, I know you guys have been kind of uh, inching your way onto other bills with other bands. So, I mean, if you want to talk about that, who you guys kind of friends with, or who's been uh, who's been cool lately, or stuff like that. Well, I mean, one of the biggest um, moves we've made up up until recently is that we started doing uh, we started implementing cover songs. So nice. we put together a four hour cover set so that we could play um, bars though. Yeah. Three, four hour bars, bars. Yeah. and also like a, a venue like Xfinity live um, or Red Bull arena. And it's really cool to see how far um, the gigs have come now compared yeah. to four years ago. You know, you're playing on nice stages in front of big crowds and we're making decent money doing that. So that was actually a big move for us. Um, was yeah. getting into the covers. Still playing original songs in those, yeah, and and the originals like they they hit people love them. So we still we still play them. We still stay tight with them. So it's really great. And obviously, we want to ultimately transition to always playing original music. But it was a really good move to kind of um, get into the cover scene a little bit, and it's been big for us. It it actually took off way more than I thought it would, and so fast. Yeah, I, I was I was taken back i was like man i wish we were doing this for years yeah me too it'd be in, we'd be in a different spot but we move forward with it and uh it's it's looking good it's looking up so the gigs it's like when you think about the gigs we were playing four years ago think about the gigs we just casually played over the past few weeks to months you're like 
wow, it's it's night and day. Yeah. You, you don't you don't even think about how big that difference is. We, I mean, we still played some pretty big shows in the past, like Starland Ballroom a couple of times. We've headlined right. the Stone Pony and we're still going to be doing that stuff. But I think we're more replacing like the common DIY local bill stuff with more yeah, solo I mean, um, bar bar or nice arena gigs. Yeah, Just I mean, because uh, the pay is much better and you're getting actually more exposure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly I, 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 enough. I have a bunch of thoughts on all of that. Uh, first of all, congrats for playing the, the Stone Pony and headlining. That's pretty cool. Literally, uh, on the drive back here, I was uh, singing along to Menzingers in the car, and they got that line, you know, uh, play the show at the Stone Pony. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's always seemed cool to me. That uh, anytime any, I'm a big fan of them, so anytime somebody gets in there, I'm like, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But I mean, also, I mean, I guess more importantly, just being flexible, you know, I think that that uh, sometimes gets in people's way if they're not, um, you know, no matter how big you are, I've actually always kind of thought if I was say like as big as Dave Matthews, I'd still want to like sneak covers in. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I just feel like because it adds like a dynamic yeah. and it fires people up because it's not always what they expect. But also, I think it just makes you better musicians. I think it's a part of the um, a part yes. of the journey because, like, it's like Guitar Hero. Like, um, anytime like I get I get to play like a new place that's like kind of on my you know wish list or whatever. You, I always tell the band, I'm like, guys, this is the, this is the next level of Guitar Hero. Like we <laughs> <laughs> we haven't made it to like the final battle with Slash yet at their arena. But like, you know, it's like you, right. I don't know if you ever played that game, how you graduate from playing basements to like, oh, I played lots of guitar yeah. hero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was that. actually bad at guitar. hero. I wasn't bad. I just couldn't, I was not good enough to play. I'm like expert. Like a lot of my friends were like really good at that game. And I'm like, I'm going to just play my actual instrument. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. much better at that. Nothing wrong with being good at guitar hero, though. Yeah, sure. I like I like that you put it that way because I was actually just saying that. Like, I feel like by like learning all this other music, we don't really play it to track. Like, we put our own spin on yeah, everything we play. Nothing we really do is exactly to track. Maybe some like the more classic stuff, but yeah, it's like it's not to like dog on cover bands because I've played in them my whole life and still do. It's just like. There's, there is a difference in mentality, I think, between like, well, we have this creative thing that we do, so no matter what we do, we're going to put a creative spin on it, versus, well, we, we're not really interested in the creative side, per se, so we're just going to try to play everything exactly yeah. like the record. That's, right. That's where I get, like, kind of turned like, off, where it gets my, a my, stale. My dad yeah. has a Billy Joel tribute band, and our guitar nice. player was also playing in that. And he would say all the time, he's like, I just hate that, like, I have to play it to, like, there's no expressiveness in it. Right. And this mm -hmm. guy, like, this is a guitar player that he'll never play the same solo twice yeah. in his life. Like, he yeah. he doesn't, like, if he plays something on the track, he'll never be able to play it again. Because, like, once yeah. it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, you, you don't want to really have to do that all the time, so... You know, I, I get it. I think you guys are probably working in the right space, you know, where you get to put your yeah. shit on, on stuff. You don't want to get stuck in that world. No, we want to use that world to kind of grow and get our own yeah. thing going. 
and finance and finance our own thing and that's really what it's been oh yeah oh yeah what's of course where it's been making a big difference is yeah with that actually being able to like comfortably pay for music and videos and promotion is it's a huge difference where yeah. in the past we were making we weren't making money like that you know yeah. so is it that that was definitely a big step up and now it's like all right yeah. we have we have our van we need a couple thousand dollars to get it back up and running because so we we just got a van and then like a month later everything shut down from covid yeah so I couldn't pay the insurance. Then I canceled the insurance after like they lifted the, cause they were doing a thing in New Jersey. Like they won't cancel your car insurance if you can't pay because of the shutdowns. Then yeah. like they took, got rid of that. So I canceled the insurance. Then without any warning, they didn't tell me I need to return the plates on the van. So then they suspended my license for a month. Nice. Uh, so right now our van is out of commission, but it's like, we're just waiting till we start really getting around. We've been mostly in Jersey since we started going again. I think a couple out of state shows. Yeah. Uh, but 2022, we're probably going to need to get her back up and running. And yeah, I think uh, 2022 should be a big year for anybody who's trying to do anything yeah. music wise. Hopefully, it's it's um, been good in 2021 though. I mean, I got it. Yeah. It, it it came on quick, like the end of July. We had no idea what was going to happen. All of a sudden, they're like, everything's open. And we just went out and we've been starting to play and book. And yeah. and it's crazy because so many bands that we have played with in the past and that we love aren't, aren't bands anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I was like, Dan and I were on a trip, a long trip to Maryland the other day to shoot a video. And I was, we were just talking about bands we played with in the past. And Dan's just like, oh, yeah, they're not together anymore. They're not together. I was like, what? So it's, it's insane to think about how many people are just done now where we're still able to hit our stride it's really it's it's nice to um like if it, it feels like we're on the right track and i'm grateful that we're able to kind of come out of this strong and not let it destroy us you know because for a moment there it felt like when your, your your career was illegal or frowned upon you know it was really really tough so it's cool to kind of be picking up and um yeah even better off than we were and it's it's cool to hear it because i mean um you know, I never meant to necessarily be as big of a music buff as I am outside of just being a fan. I mean, the, the podcast has obviously changed things a, a little bit in that I'm, I feel like I have my ear to the ground more now. But um, even outside of that, I feel like there is that five-year hump for every band from all the podcasts I listen to and all the people I talk to. It's like, I feel like there's every five years there's a hump and... And um, the year before your five-year like hump is terrible. I think I'm pretty sure that that year for us was COVID. So. Right, so maybe it just even it perfectly like aligned up. I haven't been in it that long. I've mean, been playing music my whole life, but I've probably been playing original music about the same time amount of time you guys have. It looks like 2017 ish. Yeah, I think uh, I st I think I started with this band 2016. I think Dan's been with us since, because I used to be the lead singer, and then I found Dan, and I was like, well, "You be the lead singer." According to your Spotify, man, I didn't go into your Bandcamp and your MySpace and all that, <laughs> but you've been going since 2017 with Renaissance. Yeah, that was when. It, so we 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 had an album before that that we is uh, no longer on Spotify. So, 
that's like lost into LimeWire or something. No, it's on it's on Bandcamp. Uh, it it exists. Okay. I, I I keep it in the archives because you know okay. it's, it's special to me. But that's a bad album. It was a pretty good album. We don't we don't push it. Maybe one we we redid a few of the songs on it. I mean, with if like it's terrible. We'll keep it off Spotify. It's a good strategy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We've all released bad bad songs once in a while. Yeah. It happens. That's yeah. part of the journey. You know, your first exactly. stuff should your first stuff should be your worst. You shouldn't look back and be like, ah, oh, I wish I could just release music as good as the first few songs I released. Like <laughs> you're really doing something wrong if that is what you're thinking. Yeah, that that's the uh, heroin addiction probably getting you at that point. <laughs> so <You're> probably <laughs> something slowing you down. But uh but yeah, I feel like you guys are at that next uh mark where you're kinda like you know, you built up the inertia of having played together and getting some camaraderie and like getting in front of crowds. So I would hope, you know, for even anyone else out who listens to this that like, you know, that's a little bit uh maybe not inspirational, it feels like too strong of a word, but uh just, you know, something people can kinda go, Yeah, you know, if I stick with it, I'll at least get to play the stone pony, you know, yeah. which in and of I itself it, seems pretty cool. I think what's important and what we kind of, or at least I personally realized was don't, don't have an ego. Like for so long, I was like, I don't want to play covers. I want to be an original band. Yeah. And then I was, then I was like, oh, we can, you know, play three hours. Like I don't have three hours of original music and we don't need to be on like a small bill of four or five people and try to just like, yeah you know, piggyback off of other people. Like, let's do our own thing and build that up. And when you get into that realm, like we went from, so when July till now, we went from like, I was doing all the booking myself to now we have yeah. four different booking agents who are booking for us. Oh, so you guys got that, it made in the shade then. You're good to go. That, you're, that you're has been very, <laughs> that has been very helpful to have. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them are in New, like New Jersey based, but a couple of them, have been getting us like out in PA and stuff and they have rooms all over. So right now we're working on like getting ready to tour on a, a longer basis and, you know, still be able to make functioning money. And, you know, our goal is to be able to make enough money that we can pay our bills and, and be on the road and be doing what we want to do and not have to work other jobs. And I think we're moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. obviously we're not there yet, but, I think we're probably got a long way to go still too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, most people do. Um, I guess that kind of brings us though to the songs, you know, themselves. I mean, obviously you guys wouldn't be doing this if you didn't uh, feel strongly about what you got out now. I mean, uh, the last thing was simple thing. Uh, incidentally, um, at least was your last single. And then, uh, At least according to Spotify, who we are is your, you know, quote, big song. So, I mean, I figured I'm always interested to just kind of hear about, like, the songs themselves, either stories behind them or just, like, I don't know, how you think they're doing and if they're kind of trending in the right direction. Um, I think who we are has been trending the best for a multitude of reasons, probably... I think this feature had a little bit to do with it. Um, later, uh, earlier this year in July, also we started 
uh, we started putting like monthly money in. We've been running, I've been running ads on uh, Facebook, Instagram to get traffic to Spotify. And that has been so successful for us. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to do promotion through like playlist pitching and like just like DMing playlists and cold calling them. And we were getting, we were getting a lot of streams from playlists, like yeah. couples, a couple songs over a hundred thousand, but I wasn't feeling the, the fan base growth and I yeah. wasn't feeling the engagement. And as I started, you know, doing more research into it, basically people who are listening on playlists are passive listeners. They're not saving your song. They're not going back and re-listening to it. They're only listening to it on that playlist. So I found that, um, you know, direct spot, uh, Facebook, Instagram swipe up ads have been working a lot better. Okay. Uh, and with who we are really like worked out really, really well with that one. I'm still pushing that one through our ads. Maybe go that way was just all bots listening, but hopefully not. (laughs) Yeah. You don't, you don't know with play. I stopped doing really playlist promotion because there is that like, is this all bots? I don't, you don't know what you're getting. Like you really don't know. And then, you know, the Spotify had just earlier this year in January removed a whole bunch of artists and songs where they said, so I'm like, well, why why am I going to risk that if going onto these playlists that like somebody puts me on a playlist and then I get my stuff removed. Like, I don't want that. But right. talk, talking about the song, Who We Are, that's a good one to talk about. So I've had a big problem with, I guess, losing people to addiction and stuff in my life. Yeah. I guess it's just like where I'm from. Well, sorry uh, about my heroin reference. It was yeah, no, that's all right. Please forgive I, me. I, I can count the amount of people I've lost to either, you know, drug overdose, yeah. uh, drug-related suicide, uh drug-related auto accidents on you know two hands it's getting to be three and there was there was a point a couple years ago where i had a really good friend of mine he you know he basically he didn't overdose he well we only got 10 minutes left um he he killed himself in jail he got arrested and was just basically going through withdrawal so he hung himself and then a week later another one of my friends from my childhood died i had overdosed and I was just feeling like in a really bad place, like reflecting on all that. So I started writing lyrics to that song. And then I sent them to Dan because he does all the melodies and stuff and will change the lyrics. Like he also will, you know, add lyrics and stuff. And we were going back and forth and our guitar player had come up with the the music. So we started putting the music together and Dan came up with the melody and the song just came out like really great. So that's probably the I mean, a lot of the songs are, that I write are personal to me. I know to Dan, his are too. Uh, yeah. But that was probably number one for me. Gotcha. Well, thanks for sharing that. Memories, though. Yeah. Memories is a good one. Well, that one, so Memories is the last song off the, basically the album, we released everything as a single. Simple Thing has an extended version with like a six minute Santana-esque ending. Nice. And then, and then there's an acoustic song, "Memories," which is going to be on the EP as well that hasn't been released, and that's probably Dan's favorite. So, do you probably guys have multiple songwriters? It's me, Dan, and my dad. Oh, interesting! Like everybody contributes, though. The, yeah, the, the secret songwriter. I like. Yeah, it. 
Or he <laughs> we don't we don't let him write any lyrics though. He just yeah. write, helps write the music. He's good at he's good at putting chords to, to words. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, credits at least. Yeah, we give him credits. Nice. If, if I don't, he'll he'll cry. <laughs> or, or come over and beat your ass. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but like like Dan said, every everybody contributes. Yeah. Uh, our drummer comes up with some really interesting ideas, like structurally of what to do with songs, and yeah. our guitar our guitar player is just insane. Well, you're wearing the Van Halen shirt, right? No, this is a. Uh, I don't know what this looks like. VH. Uh, maybe it's not. It's not. It's a. It's from Zoomies. It's a Hunter Hunter shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just automatically read that as Van yeah. Halen. And I got a Hunter red. Hunter shirt on. I got a Hunter Hunter okay. sweatpants. I got Naruto socks. All right. Oh, yo, I got Naruto socks too, bro. No, Akatsuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're heavy into anime. We're like, at, at least just me and him. The other two guys are not into it at all. But So, like, on a weird random tangent... I'm a paramedic, and uh, people, oh, nice. do, people oh, cool. do a lot of drugs, typically, in the streets. And, like, there was this one time where I was having a debate with, like, my partner and the cops. I was like, is he high, or is he just doing anime? Or is it both? Because <laughs> he, he was doing, like, this perfectly chore- choreographed, like, dance in the street. So people called the cops. But it was like, he's not really harming anyone. I mean, he's obviously kind of distracting traffic and, and yada, 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 and definitely not listening to anything anyone has to say. But I was like, it looks perfectly anime-esque. I was like, I'm not big into it, but I don't think he's that high. I think he's just like watching <laughs> watch too much anime or something. Like, I don't know. It was, weird. was he doing the hand signs? Was he like... Oh, yeah. Like, he had like every... Yeah, like it was... You do it so much better than me. <laughs> It was coordinated, so I was like, "He's not that messed up." So, um, but anyway, yeah, we, love, we love anime. We've written we've written songs about animes. Yeah, we get a lot of inspiration because there's a lot of messed up things that happen in anime. So you get some good inspiration yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like you guys derive real life as being uh, the predominant force of your uh, lyrical content. I would say probably real life and and then anime is the second our second. But so then, what's your big anime song that people should know about? Tired of the lies, I guess. Or Will of Fire. I or would Will say of probably Will, Will of Fire is directly in the name. <laughs> yeah, it's more in your face. It's a Naruto yeah. thing. I listened to Tired of the Lies and and it did not strike me as um, anime based, but I guess I missed the point. Well, because it's it's not about like. You're gonna Kamehameha. Like, it's like, it's really, it's like you said, it's linking back what's happening to these characters to real world problems. So, a lot of like anime is just social commentary, but in the form of, you know, Japanese animation. Yeah, I got you. And oppressed people that have been lied to by the oppressed. They have no idea what's actually going on. Hence, like, the name Time Lies. And you kind of. You, you get some of that lyrical imagery from the anime too. Like in the darkness, yeah. never thought we'd see the ocean stretching endlessly. Like that imagery comes directly from scenes sometimes in the anime and we're like describing the scene and doing it in kind of this symbolic way. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, it's, it's from an anime called attack on Titan where they're basically like, yeah. Treated like uh, Jews in Nazi Germany. Like they're just like very oppressed. Yeah. 
wild. You guys are yeah. enlightening me in the ways of anime. I did you not must know. be enlightened. Come on over to the weeb side. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty green over here. Will, Will of Fire, it's basically a song about like not giving up and yeah. you know staying true to your dreams and like yeah, it's kind of like there's a lot of like Naruto based like lyrical stuff yeah. there, but it's really like Dan wrote it about like himself, like pushing for his dream of like yeah, of you know, course you got you got to tie like it that. together. Yeah, but uh, speaking of green, I mean we might as well address the uh, small elephant in the room: the uh, green knuckle <laughs> material. Um, is that just a reference to marijuana, like most kids, or like what are we talking here? We have no Mo- idea. Money, maybe. If somebody said, no we don't know. <laughs> we don't if know. somebody asked me, "What does green knuckle material mean?" I say it doesn't. All right, fair enough. Doesn't mean anything. It's there's a comic book, like so. The idea of green knuckle material is that it's like this yeah. energy day of the universe yeah. or something. We have but we have we have our own comic book actually. So, oh, that could be a good spinoff. For uh, yeah, it, it's actually it could funny. be an enemy one day. Yeah, we want yeah. that. That's our. That's my goal in life. The GKM anime. Yeah, it's funny because like I have that one song. I might have sent it to you, uh, Dispensary Kid, and somebody. Was I listen to that. Me, I like that. Thanks, man. Somebody was telling me, he's like, "Yeah, we need to turn that into a superhero, like comic book style, like the Dispensary Kid." <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a dope <laughs> song. Like, I was like, that might be one of those high thoughts you keep to yourself, but uh, <laughs> hey. One of these days, no, that could be a cool video <laughs> idea. You yeah. know, it's it's funny because the guys that named the band aren't in the band anymore. Really? So you like, guys have out, the, out survived the uh, the founding members. Interesting. Yeah, the band really started as like these two guy two guys. Like it was like a, a rapper and a guitar player, and then like and then me and then a drummer. We were like the four first four members, and then. The guitar player, he just, like, disappeared. And he went to, like, Nicaragua or something. That's awesome. Uh, the rapper quit and the drummer left. We still talk to him. He still fills in from time to time. We're actually yeah. running out of time, though, on this Zoom. Well, we it's have about two to cut op- off. So. We have two options. I'll, uh, I'll let you go at the end of the two minutes. I'll give you a quick little panic and have to, like, wind it down. Or... <laughs> This is the modern age. We can start a new call. So, yeah, at this point of the episode, we had to drop the call and restart it for a moment. And then we got to talking about how the guys were recently invited to Weekend at Wolfie's, which is the Bumpin' Uglies uh, festival around here. with them a couple times we actually played at their festival a couple their first festival the weekend at wolfies we wolfies. were on that nice that was fun yeah. they didn't we're... do it this last year though they, they canceled yeah this year. like last minute too it was kind of weird yeah but um probably because they didn't know what was going to happen with the coat like it was very up in the yeah. air so it was like do we cancel do we not they probably just canceled yeah like me and my buddy were, were trying to do a festival this year as well um, just like host one or put one on, but the regulations are so like up in the air. We do but, we do that at a, a shore house that I have, like nice. right on the bay. So we it's called Bay Fest. Uh, we didn't do it last year, but I think we're gonna do it this summer for sure. Send me an invite. 
I'll send you an invite to mine. <laughs> I will. Sweet. I think that's the wave of the future, man. DIY festivals. Find a big ass field yeah. or a farm or like a whatever, a beach and just throw down. Yeah, oh my god. On the beach um, is the best place. I want to play on the beach so bad. Me too. Well, a, I, go ahead. There's a place down by you where it's on the beach, right? Is Secrets? Is that on the beach or it just looks like it's on the beach? It's on the bay side of the beach, yeah. And um, it's technically, they say, the biggest uh, bar by square footage on the East Coast because they count the bay, which sounds funny, but it's shallow and they put like ropes out or whatever and tables. So you could, you could go into so, it. So you walk out into the water and um, they'll like serve you booze or whatever. Oh, um, that's cool. That's a cool spot. I'd like to play there one day. It's a very uh, cool spot. You guys are on the right track. Um, you guys are what they want to hear. So, um, I don't know. Keep talking to whoever you're talking to. You'll probably get in there soon enough. Yeah. Um, and you make money too. That place yes. does not does not uh, cheap out by any means. No, I seen some really good bands go through there to play, and like I know that those bands are not cheap. <laughs> But um, anyway, usually we kind of like wind these things down um, around this time. Just obviously got to plug the shows, got to plug whatever's coming out next um, on the Spotify radar, whatever the next release is, that sort of thing. So I don't know. What do you guys got? What's the next show? What's the next song? Uh, next release, it'll be the full EP called Nothing Set in Stone. With a new single called Memories, will be featured on that with a music video, and that comes out October 29th. Nice. And we'll be celebrating that release at a release show on Halloween called Green Knuckleween at the <laughs> Saint and at the Saint in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And then the day before that, we're playing out in uh, Long Island with Bunktown Falls. I don't know if you know them. If you don't, you should check them out because you'll like. They're very reggae rock so they're very, up, very much i'll send, send you in my links. way yeah yeah they they have a much heavy a heavy reggae vibe really awesome guys though we're playing at a brewery out in uh long island with them well if i'm not playing friday maybe i'll uh, i'll wander up to uh asbury park well, asbury asbury's on sunday the 31st Ooh, actual I, Halloween. I, I, I gave you them in reverse order uh, it's okay. I just po- posted my band-aids in reverse order today or yesterday. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, so that's on actual Halloween. And the uh, Long Island is on the day before Halloween. Long Island's got a good scene, though, too. There's a few really tight bands up there that play like similar type stuff. I would bet. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a unique place. Because, like, our, our beach towns, like Asbury Park and stuff, it's not, yeah. like, not a heavy reggae scene, nothing like, it doesn't feel like a beach town. It's more of, like, an indie rock, alt rock. Yeah. Like, and then if you if you go to, like, Belmar or anything else, it's all, like, just, like, cover bands and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but out in Long Island, they have that, like, those, like, beach vibes kind of music, which you don't really get much of that in New Jersey. There's not a lot of that. Yeah. You know, it's... There's, well, that's the one thing I've noticed is like there's no like you have like Ballyhoo, Bumpin' Uglies, like there's there's nobody of that caliber 
that came out of New Jersey, maybe Mike Pinto. Uh, but that's yeah. about it. Well, maybe you guys are next. You never know who's gonna who's gonna because break. So, hey, I mean, it's been lovely talking to you guys. And likewise, if you didn't already do it, send me the MP3 of whatever song you want featured on this, so I can slap it on the episode. Yes, and... I'll, I'll send you that. I'll actually put that in the email right now. Cool. While we're chilling. And. Um, yeah, we'll do memory. We'll do it. It's acoustic song, so right. you'll love it. You'll probably cry. I hope so. Honestly, give it a listen. Let me know if you cry. I will. Um, I don't well, know. Thanks for having us, dude. This was awesome. Yeah, good time. We appreciate it. Later. Bye, guys. Where can I love you? Only in my so yeah, I want to thank Dan and Dan from Green Knuckle Material for coming on the show, and thank you for listening. If you made it this far, once again, the song you're hearing in the background is called Memories, so go check it out. Later.
miss you. I'm sorry I'm not there.